Interstate Batteries offers a wide variety of batteries for your everyday needs. Stop into one of their thousands of retail locations and talk with a battery specialist about batteries for your truck, trail cameras, and even those weird batteries for your rangefinder. Interstate Batteries even offers cell phone repair in certain locations. For more information, visit interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Welcome to Missouri Woods and Water Podcast with your hosts, Nate, Micah, and Andy. What's going on, fellas? I think we need to keep fighting about the host thing. Why? He can do it. What's, well, I mean, what's the problem with it? So, I recorded a podcast with Dan Johnson today. Oh, yeah? What was that about? It'll come out in a few days. Do I even said welcome to? And one of his favorite things. Why is he still bitching? He likes to bitch. I like to bitch, right? One of his favorite things about our show is listening to the first three minutes where we fight about the intro. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I just want to, he's like, you know, it's fun. It's it's so natural because it, it's real. It really sounds like you guys hate each other. Because <laughs> well, we do, Dan. Because we do. <laughs> we do hate each other. No, never mind. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, no. Speak your mind. No, no. Just like a, what was that movie with Eddie Murphy? What what you got on your mind? <laughs> What's up? What's up? Do More we good podcast. Do we want to just get into what we got today for the show, or do we need to BS about anything? I mean, Andy like, killed a turkey. I know we're not talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Micah, Andy killed a turkey. Is yeah. that? Yeah. Kicked out of the kitchen for a while. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, some people. You tell that story? I, I mean, amateur chef. Tried uh, frying up some. Fried up some. some I, I, I didn't try. I did. Turkey tatas. I, I, I did fry them up, and there was some collateral damage in the kitchen. So I'm pretty sure I'm not allowed to. Your brand uh, new kitchen. Yeah, the brand new kitchen. Brand new stove. Everybody knows Andy built the house last year. Might yeah. have been a small grease fire. Small, <laughs> small, small fire. It was put out quickly. <laughs> but I'm no longer allowed to use the stove. I don't know. <laughs> Nothing my daughter, but sandwiches. My, my three-year-old daughter walked in and goes, Dad, what's that smell? <laughs> Shut up, go to your room. <laughs> Don't tell your mother. Oh, that's uh, funny. But it, they were good. They were good. My first attempt. So I need. I know I'd need a little different equipment, but yeah. probably to do it outside in an actual fryer yeah, would be great. Yeah, but be a, usually a little better whenever you get good the right bird. stuff. It was a good, good hunt, exciting hunt. We'll talk about it on a different podcast coming up, I'm sure. Yep. So I'll save the suspense for then. Yeah. Everybody knows you killed one. We posted it. So, yeah. I mean, it's on there, but uh, good good stories. Good oh, yeah. Even better. I stepped on a snake when I was hunting. Well, so we were going after the bird, and I stepped on a snake. I should save this for a story, but yeah. If <laughs> are, you know you ter- me, are you terrified of snakes, too? Oh, yeah, he, he hates them dudes. just as bad as me. On the way really? out, I, on the way yeah. out, I seen one. I don't know if this is legal or not, and I don't give a shit. But I was, <laughs> I was carrying the bird on the way out, and I looked down. I, like, I'm i getting ready to step on another one. This little, like, yeah, I, I don't care how much turkey shells are. I used one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Pat was with me. He looks at me. He goes, or he, he actually he went back into the woods to go get our decoy and came back out. He goes, the hell was that? He goes, Snake. <laughs> like, he's like seriously I was like yep I said it was one I think he might even hate it more than me I just get the Dude. hell away from him no, <laughs> Dude, man, that done. crap don't bother me man I know I don't know 
It's, it's because they, they did what they did. Like, all of a sudden, one, I didn't even know I stepped on one. And two, this one's like, all of a sudden, like, I'm about to step on it, just right there, boom. Jeez. Yeah. Like a dick. Yeah. Just sneaks up on you. He was just out doing his own thing. And not anymore. <laughs> not no more. Yeah, Amy wanted He don't pay no rent. <laughs> <laughs> I had to replace my uh, sump pump, and my sump pump is on the outside of my house, which is weird. That's odd. Like, there's a little nook i don't know what you want to call it but you know they got concrete walls and everything goes into there and i had to replace it and i get in there and there's probably i don't know he's probably like a four foot black snake in there and just picked him up threw him out be on your way buddy no problems i'd have burned my house down. i'd have burned <laughs> i was gonna say i'd have, I'd have poured diesel fuel in the hole <laughs> and then i'll throw in a match do we want to uh to tur- you know change topics here do we want to give a teaser to our listeners i think we should it's probably a good idea. We we kind of finalized. Pretty excited. We didn't really finalize it today, but we're very close. We're very close to it. It's happening. We are. It's going. been asked for. Yeah. It's been asked for. So now we need you to do your part, listeners. Ad nauseum. <laughs> it's been asked for. We are going to uh, offer little, some swag. Your little merch line going. <laughs> I guess yeah. you call it that. Uh, so we're gonna. Ha- it, we don't know for sure how it's gonna work, but I'm pretty sure there's gonna be a pre-order. Yep. There's gonna be online there's gonna be an online store. We're tr- we're trying to get to the point to where we have it available, you know, if we can get enough interest in it that we'll have it available to everybody. But we're gonna start out with a few uh kind of pre orders or uh short what what are they called? Short sales, I don't short know. Short sales. The store's only gonna be open for right, a couple you know, weeks or something. Maybe two weeks at a time and then we're gonna, you know, fill everything. But uh, But we're gonna have I'm excited. We're gonna have hats. Leather hats. with leather patches and embroidered. Yep. yep. Two new options. Kind of new colors coming out, too. Yeah, some new, newer colors. Uh, t-shirts. And hoodies. And hoodies, which I know it's May. Getting into that time, but hey. But everybody kept asking for them, so yeah. hoodies. Yep. And uh, we'll, we'll let everybody know on our social media, obviously, yeah. when, uh, when that happens. But it's I would say it's close. We actually finally picked all our colors today and... Kind of said, yeah, that looks good and whatever. So, if you don't like it, it's Micah's fault. I think we I, don't know. Nate is literally the most anal person about shit that he's not even going to wear all of. Hold on. Ho, ho, hold on. Who was the one who was like, one? I don't want to be I picked, that guy. I picked <laughs> one color shirt. <laughs> I was you have I wanted OD green. Everything I wanted, I wanted everything OD green good. with a black logo. And then Andy, and that hey, was I don't want to be that guy, but do you have any OD green? And can and wait, wait. And can it be in black instead of white? Can you change that color? I just oh. wanted a black logo, OD green shirt. That's all I wanted. That's the only thing I asked for. I didn't ask for anything. Mm, I feel <laughs> like you did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you had, you had quite a bit to say. Because we've all, we're obviously we had to bring these, somebody in. But that was this. Micah. That was Micah. What are these pre shrunk? Well, yeah, that was me. I was curious. That's just a simple question. You know, that way you can tell your customer or myself be like hey maybe you should get a size bigger because it's going to shrink on you luckily these are not they're pre-shrunk so you but nate order has the to, size like he asked those questions like in the beginning like nate was all about the what, what, what blend are these are these are yeah these, are i these got imported? Sam- i got samples sitting in my is this egyptian cotton sitting in the <laughs> office <laughs> uh, thread count thread count i don't put anything on my body that's not at least 700 thread count Okay, Ron Burgundy. <laughs> I think that's what it's from. I'm not sure. I have no idea. It sounds more like Step Brothers. Is that Step Brothers? No. I'm not sure. 
Okay. Anyway. But yeah, so anyways, get your he credit cards ready. He dead boys. in the eye, and, and he said, let's get it on. Let's <laughs> turn about the fight. <laughs> so on today's show, we have a buddy of Speaking ours. Speaking of getting it on. Yeah. Him and that deer. Yeah. <laughs> Got it on. <laughs> no, they didn't. <laughs> but imagine what it would be like if they did. <laughs> uh, it is late, and we're delirious. Yeah, we 30 slapping. sack lunches. <laughs> Damn Sasquatch had to. <laughs> you this know, is how our, we get through Colorado. You know, some life. of our younger listeners are like, what in the fuck are these guys talking about right if now? If you don't know that. Hey, you, you know what, listener? If you don't chew <laughs> big red, red gum. gum. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got to get done with this, man. Oh, it's late. Yeah, today's show. We have uh, we met this guy up at the Iowa Deer Classic. Uh, just happenstance. We were yeah. kind of in the same area at the same time. And. He happened to be in front of his deer that he took up there. And so we got to talking there at the show and, you know, we asked him if he wanted to come on and we invited him on and you know Bam Bam, thank you, ma'am. Yeah, exactly. So he comes on and he tells a story about an awesome, awesome Iowa deer. A pretty mean, we, cool turn of events that led yeah, to it. Yeah. You know, uh, a lot goes into it. But uh just a really cool story. Uh this is one of the Tales of the Chase uh episodes obviously so you know we just wanted to get in here and highlight his story and this deer and i mean it's just amazing just couldn't wait man i know it's may but i mean i I couldn't wait for the story gets me hyped up to kind of go out and you know cut my trails which probably not going to do until probably after june because if i'm not mistaken like you're not supposed to like mow like tall grass and stuff for the purpose of like Turkey breeding, turkey hatching. Yeah, then poults. Poults. Yeah. Till like mid-June, I think. Well, that really puts a damper on my thing. No. Because I was going to do the same. But I'm definitely going to get you some... You got your shit done. That doesn't mean we can't do some tree trimming, put some mineral out, and this kind of gets me jacked up to kind of yeah. check on that stuff. Yeah. So, but uh, we'll get into our sponsors real quick. Uh, first one, we got Camo Fire. Everybody uses it every day. I know what I was looking on today. They had some swagger bipods and different. They had ear ear protection, all kinds of sort of different things. Some red dots, some lasers. And so it was a little bit of everything. Today, yeah, I think. a little bit more of shooting stuff. Yeah, more shooting related for sure. But and it's always a good discount. Like it's 30 percent off, forty percent off stuff. You yeah. know what's funny? I keep thinking about our camo fire spot that we do with them. <laughs> we talk about what's on there today. And the, yeah, it's the not on there today when you're yeah, listening. Yeah, for sure. Because <laughs> it changes yeah. every day. Every day, every 24 hours. It's, it's a new yeah. set well, of stuff. Well, every day that we, they're going to hear this, if they go listen to it the day this comes out, it's Trail Cam Tuesday. That's true. Yeah, that's, that's what they have on Tuesday. Every Tuesday is Trail Cam Tuesday, and they have all kinds. I mean. Cuddybacks? There's Cuddybacks. There's. Well, that's the only one Others. I really need to know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on top of Camo Fire, uh, sister company they've got is Black Ovis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Micah is going to get some arrows built. Yeah, yeah our buddy, we, our buddy Pat actually. Pat already, already has. Yeah, he Pat ordered. Too, yeah. Pat ordered. Look, his. He sent me a picture, and I need to. Post oh, what post fletchings did he get? There's a. I think those are AAEs. AAEs. Um, okay. He's between two different ones. I can't remember which. Oh look, because I was with. I was a little nervous because I'm kind of nervous about that because I've always shot blazers and then mm-hmm. I so get blazers. I know, but I kind of want to try something different. So I have the boning stealths, and I really like them. Yeah, you yeah. would have the boning. 
<laughs> but the, I think, if I'm not mistaken, they have a little more surface area. They're not as tall, but they have more surface area. It's a little longer. Uh-huh. That's why I went with those. Okay. So it provides a little picture. clearance. Is which, that better for a fixed blade or a mechanical? Or do you know? I don't know. Because aren't certain ones better for certain broadheads as think, far as the fixed blade th- and mechanical? There's some type of... Science There's behind some, it. yeah, because some of them like four blades or four veins versus three and different. Yeah. Which I mean, because I like the look of a four, four vein mm-hmm. rather than a three. But I've never been good at doing the four vein. Whenever I've done it myself, so if yeah. I can get a professional to do it, I might go back to what the I four need vein. To figure out is if I'm a left helical or right helical. Oh, on your bow. I have a weird feeling. I, sh- I have everything fletched right helical. Yeah. I have a weird feeling I'm a left helical. Really. Which, I mean, that will affect a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I might have some custom-built left helicals. There you go. That'd All be right. cool. I'm going to reel you boys back in. Okay. Blackovis.com. Use the code. Use the code MWW10 for 10%. You can get everything you need there. Most everything Literally you need. Most everything. everything. I mean, arrows is always one aspect. Sights, clothing, boots. I was going to buy some turkey decoys. I was looking at them the other day. They had a pretty good sale on them. Uh, yes. And I think... I know I've already got some on my wish list. Do you? I'm going to go with the Flex Tones. Yeah. I just can't spend I mean, I like that. Them. Oh, they're, they're I sweet. I like them. The Axiom or Axion, whatever they're Avian called. Avian X. A- whatever you have. Badass. I'm using two of them right now for turkey season. Yep. They're not mine. I'm Wilbur borrowing. give those to you? No. Nah, Who do you think? Yeah. Where's the gear come from? Where's our Who's our gear guy? Oh, okay. Yeah, Russell. Russell. <laughs> so I'm, I'm borrowing them from Russell. Yeah. And they're badass. They, they're, yeah. But those flex tones look nice. Yeah. And they're for the price point. They're like 30, 40 bucks. Especially if you use 10% off. Yeah. So. What up? Use that code. Huntworth Gear. Can't say enough good things about oh, them. You say that every week. Because <laughs> you, you can't. Because you can't say, say enough. Because I cannot yeah. say enough good things about Dude, them. man. So, it's a well-run company. The people that we deal with on a daily basis have just been tremendous to work with mm-hmm. um the clothing itself is awesome i mean so i'm normally a tarnin fan like that's my my favorite my go-to yeah, yeah. and i had the disruption on I when i killed that. my turkey and i had hens come five yards and i just i just laid face first in some, in some grass like they obviously could see me but i was just face down and uh <laughs> they they walked right past me and the time came right to me. Face down. yeah i had i had one five feet in front of me today too yeah yeah and I was wearing disruption. I like disruption. Uh, check them out, huntworthgear.com. Use code MWW15 for 15% off. Zamberland boots. Mine are nice and broken now. Mine got a little Dude, they, the, the more right. you wear them, the more comfortable the they stomp. get. <laughs> the turkey stuff. <laughs> God, I hope you post that. Yeah. Hopefully. We'll see. Yeah. But, yeah, Zamberland, dude, can't. They're awesome. Great boots. Yeah. You know, what are those, cool. the small ones called? We all three of us have them. Salates. Salates. Salates? Yeah. My freaking favorite shoe I have. They're pretty bad. Period. I, I, I wear, wear them to the farm. Kate's I wear probably listening to us pronounce that word right now. Yeah. Screaming at the, Sorry, the microphone. No, I'm pretty sure. Salate. Salates. Whatever. I wear them every day for work, man. And the more you yeah. wear them, the more comfortable they yes. get. They're yeah. just awesome. They're They're nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so check out Zamberlin, Zamberland Boots, ZamberlandUSA.com. Dude, I mean there's all kinds of options. Mm-hmm. I'm 
probably going to try. So I can't decide if I want to stick with an 8-inch boot for hunting, hunting. So I'm probably going to get another 6 and just have them both. Dude, I had my 11, so when I stepped on that snake, it was all like I had snake guards on. And there I don't even go. notice it. Like, that's the tallest boot I've ever wore. I don't even notice it anymore because once they got it broke in, they're so comfortable. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter. Don't even face Those me. Those are cool. I, I like them. That's what yours are. I, the Crestas, Cresta. the, yeah. Yeah. Because there's two different Crestas. There's the tall and the not tall. Right. <laughs> it's like the 11 There's like the Andy and the Nate version. Yeah. Like that. Right, exactly. That's what they should say. The Cresta Andy and the Cresta Nate. There you go. All right. Check them out. Alps Outdoors. Dude. Yeah. Every like if if you're looking for a turkey or a pack in general, I, you gotta guess, go. Guess Alps. what I was using today? Turkey hunting. That's why I had that Grand Slam turkey uh, vest as the built-in chair. Yeah, mine yeah. was the Predator version of that, but it's yeah, the same I noticed thing. you had that Predator enforcer. Version. I think my pack is. I don't have to have a tree, and so I can it, sit up in some tall cover, so tall brush. I don't have to have a yeah. tree to lean against. Buddy, uh, buddy, I went hunting with today. By the way, shout out Chad. Thanks for taking me today, man. Um, I sit, I sit down that, and he goes. Well, that's pretty spiffy because <laughs> he just sat on the ground. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, watch this. And I lean back. And I'm like, mm-hmm. this is nice. And uh, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, they got some good stuff. So check there. them out, com. Use the code WOODSWATER for freaking 30% off. Yep, that's huge, man. Huge discount. And finally, not last but not least, Habitat Works. Yep. Oh, yeah. Getting... Uh, Getting like, into that springtime. We are in the springtime, so. And if this episode don't get you all jacked up to have him come uh, take a look at your property and get it ready for those. Uh, My God. Yeah. Yeah. Those 210-inch deer to come take a nap in. Oh, you gave it away already. Oh, shit. <laughs> Dude, there's going to be a picture. Everyone's going to see it. It's a giant-ass deer. I got to know it's 210 inches. Well, they do Move now. The picture. <laughs> uh, so check, uh, check Dustin out. Terrific at what he does. Mention us when you call. Get 15% off. The number you would call is 816-752-7390. Or just hop on Facebook and search Habitat Works. And you can find his Facebook page. All his contact info there. Because it works. He Habitat does, he be, does that work. That be his slogan. Habitat because Works it because works. it works. Ooh. All right. Well, next time we record with him, you just let him know. commission fee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. That's our sponsors for today. Let's get into the show. Do we have to? Can we? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, did you have something else you needed to discuss? No, I just wanted to mess with you. Push How do you like that coaster? Not bad. I mean, I'll never use it. It, but. it works for his <laughs> phone great. Yeah. Yeah. You want to protect your phone from the table, huh? So you'll put your phone on the coasters, but you won't put this freaking spit can I mean, is it leaking spit? No. Or the sweaty ass Sonic cup? That's not sweating at all. Styrofoam. <laughs> Push the button. All yeah. right. Let's go. See ya. We're not leaving. You got to do the. This is the Missouri Woods and Water <laughs> That's all podcast. you got to do, man. All right. So wait a minute. Wait what? a minute. I have to say welcome, but he gets to say this is. I mean, either one of you jackasses could do it. I was just waiting for one of you to do it. I don't know but why you it complain about welcome. You complain about this is. Made me say welcome in the beginning, and Mikey could say this is at the end. Push the button. Welcome, this is the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast.
All right. With us tonight, we've got our friend uh, that we met up in Iowa, Zach Mixer. What's up, man? Howdy, howdy. Not a whole lot. Just drinking Jim Beam and talking to you fine fellows. That sounds like a good uh, Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> Which is Worked all weekend. Technically, I'm a Saturday. Hey, there you hey, go. Hey, there you go. Uh, is, it, so, is it turkey season up there right now? Yeah, so third season, so they split it up into four seasons. Uh, you can you can hunt like a, a first through third and a combination of fourth. Um, so third season's wrapping up Wednesday. I think there's like a couple days stint in there where they give the turkeys a break, and then fourth season starts back up this Saturday. There you go. And so, so you got your bird? I, nope, nope. Uh, like I said, right before we started, I, I struck out. I saw a couple Jakes um second season um and i don't know we we're kind of struggling up in my little area uh we had a big kill off last year hmm. um in fact i can remember on one of the farms i deer hunt i was out shed hunting with my dog and i think within a hundred yards within a hundred yard stretch i found four or five carcasses last year oh wow hmm. um do you know what from? In, huh do you know what from they died so that was like winter kill and i know in that little area there's a big bobcat problem. Mm, really? Um, in, in fact, one of my neighbors tonight, he's been out hunting third season, and he sent me a picture of a bobcat that's probably about as big as my dog. Oh, really? wow. Um, yeah, and I got a 60-pound basset hound, so it wasn't no small cat. Can y'all hunt turkey all day up there? Yeah, we don't have that that stupid, you know, 12 o'clock, o'clock limit or whatever. Yeah, we got yeah, yeah, we got to be done by yeah. one. Yeah. So. Yeah. I've never understood it, but, hey, it is what it is. Well, All right. You know. Before we get too far into it, uh, this is going to be a you know real fun show. Um, we probably talked about it in our intro to you uh, yep. or to this show, but you know we met you actually, uh, you and your dad and yes, uh, your girlfriend and yep. um, up in uh, Iowa yep. at the Iowa Deer Classic, and we just happened to be in the same area. Andy overheard something. Um, we'll probably tell that story in a second. Um, but for our listeners, why don't you introduce yourself to everybody, who you are, where you're from. Um, if you want to tell them what you do for a living, have at it. And, uh, we're going to get into a freaking cool story. Oh, well, and what's your favorite thing about the outdoors? Oh yeah. I forgot to prep you on that one. You got to answer since you're not from Missouri be on the spot now, <laughs> you got to say, you got to answer what your favorite thing about the outdoors is. Well, I'm uh, I'm Zach Mixer. I'm from uh, Lee County, Iowa. More particular, a little uh, small town called Denmark. Um, obviously, just one of the sweetest little holes in all of God's country, <laughs> just north of the, you know, hellscape you guys call Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> all right, he's off the show. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, um, I've been a sheriff's deputy for. Well, I've been a sheriff's deputy for a couple of years now. Prior to that, I worked uh, in a municipality just north. Um, so I've been a cop for about seven years. Um, and I mean, I don't know, you know, when I was a kid, the best part about being in the outdoors, it was just something me and my dad could do together. Um, I had three sisters growing up, so it was pretty hellacious. Um, <laughs> learned what the uh, sizes of tampons meant at a very early age. <laughs> Tempting to buy those for them. But, uh, so yeah, that was always you know, growing up, it was, you know, I played sports too, but they did a lot of traveling softball. So I was always doing girl shit. And that was just something that me and my dad could do, uh, together and now getting, and it's kind of weird, you know, uh, 
that I've noticed it's like growing up, you know, my dad was always doing everything he could do to, you know, set me up on deer. And now I feel that the older I get, you know, the more that hand kind of changes. And now I'm trying to do the same for my dad. Um, but yeah, uh, it, I, I would say the two biggest reasons is just, it's a lot of time I get to spend with my dad. Um, and obviously something I learned in my job every day, just, you never know when it's going to end. Right. So I like to soak up every, every one of those minutes that I can with him. Um, and then on top of that, just with the job, it just gets me away from people. Yeah. You know, good you're stress just, relief. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're just. You know, there's days it's frustrating, and I'm, and I'll get into that further with my season. But still, at the end of the day, it's just you're just out there. You don't hear nothing. You know, it's just quiet and just a way to escape the concrete jungle. Yeah. So no, Spe- speaking of your job, we kind of talked about this a little bit before, but how does it feel to be on a podcast with a hero? You know, because cops cops need heroes. Man, I'm, and you know that's what firefighters <laughs> are, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's we tried to they warn wait you down that. the block until the scene is safe, and <laughs> you know, like I said, they get to spend the taxpayer dollars, go buy pork loin and, and barbecue. I, you know, hey, I'm eating some gas station hamburger behind the steering wheel. <laughs> he talks like he's still a firefighter when yeah. he hasn't done it in like ten years. I haven't been one in ten years, but you know, once a firefighter, always a firefighter, right? No. <laughs> that's not how it works that is it, it's a and they're never they're never there when you need them i'll never forget i was i was a young young gun like did your cat get stuck in a tree no i so i can't even remember i was working in burlington at the time and uh one ambulance was out at the hospital i think another one was on a transfer up to iowa city and uh call came out that a female was having a baby and i was like yeah bullshit now so i was just down the block and I go into this house on Mount Pleasant Street in Burlington. Lo and behold, this gal's just laying on the floor screaming. Water's broke. I'm like, you guys, better get here fucking quick. <laughs> that's awesome. So, I never delivered a baby. baby. That's that did not happen. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Okay, so we got a badass story. We pretty much heard the story up in Iowa. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a minute. Though. Andy, you want to tell the story on how we met Zach? Because you pretty much were the one that. So Zach might have to like correct me in some of like the details and stuff like of like what was happening or I guess but so we were up at the Iowa Deer Classic and upstairs in the in Deer Classic they have I don't know what it's called but they have a, a big All buck contest yeah. uh, every year in a shed contest um, you know we were just kind of up there taking everything taking everything in seeing the sights and they have like kind of their Hall of Fame as well I believe you know the top deer from each year come back is that right Zach Yep Okay. So we were kind of just walking there through the, you know, through there and we're making our way around and convenient about the Iowa deer classic. I'm not one to approach people like, I don't know, I'll talk to you guys, talk to whatever, but I'm not a big, you know, stranger, walk up to somebody, be real outgoing, Mm -hmm. but convenient enough, Iowa deer classic serves beer. And so does the restaurant across the street. They gave us, (laughs) they gave us a six pack in a Walmart sack sack on the way out the door (laughs) of tall boys. So we were uh, having a good time walking around, looking at deer and. We were walking down the road or the aisle here and looking at these monster bucks. And, uh, you know, here's Zach, his dad, his girlfriend, and, and her son, you know, there. And I didn't obviously didn't know at the time. And we're walking by, and I heard somebody say, well, when he shot him, you know, this deer was here. And I look over, and I see this, this little boy. And I'm like, 
And I look up at this deer they're talking about, and I was like, there's no way that that, like, I don't know how old he is. But he's a tiny little guy. He's yeah. a little guy. Yeah. It's like, there, he's there's, 11. There's no way. Like, I would be, like, done. Yeah. And so, you know, liquid encouragement. Andy said, I'm sorry, did you just say that boy shot that deer? <laughs> and they said, no, 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 this is Zach's deer. You know, this is his deer right here. And they introduced Zach, and we got to talking. and Kind of just led to, to the story from there, and it was an awesome story. So we were all just kind of, I don't know, grouped up and, and visited for a long time, just BS for a while, and kind of learned the story of Zach's deer. And then Micah freaking passing our cards out like freaking cash just I, yeah. hey would you we, like well, a card i was hey, drinking like beers a, two to one i said michael was ahead of me he, he had a jump no, so michael was head <laughs> michael whips this card out of his pocket Which would we, you like to be on our podcast we just got our cards like two days before and michael was going to use them suckers man. hell yeah man they don't do no good sitting in your pocket and but that, we're glad he did because yeah we kept on talking talk, to zach yeah and, we got into um it helped us kind of stay in contact with him uh and uh, we're like, dude, this would be an awesome story if you ever wanted to come on a, a podcast or if you even know what the hell those are or, or whatever, you know. And, uh, Absolutely. yeah, here we are. So, um, yeah, because you kind of told us, you know, Cliff's Notes version of the story. So we're actually probably going to hear a lot of this stuff yeah. for the first time tonight uh, so, right along with the listener. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you to Iowa Deer Classic, Bush Light, and uh, – Staples business cards. Staples business cards. Staples business cards. <laughs> brought, brought us here today. <laughs> so uh, let, let's get into it, man. So, yeah, let's talk about – all right. Let's let, First, let's talk about your background. You've been hunting your whole life, basically, it sounds like, you and your dad. Yep. Okay. Yep. So you've been, you've been deer hunting. This wasn't something new to you. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about the prop – this particular property in particular – what was interesting well, about what what I want, I want to ask him yeah what before this deer we're going to talk about what was your biggest deer to date before this one um just a 225 my, no my first bow kill <laughs> was 15 and it went 167 yeah i told you yeah, I still good. told you damn oh. good he's, he's he's right over there on the wall oh there he is nice, yep. nice very nice, nice. very yeah. nice shot that one for my daddy and got to the stand no shit that's cool <laughs> November the eighth, two thousand eight, at two twelve p.m. You were so fifteen years old, and the, the deer old. we're about to hear a story on ended up placing what place? And I would got fourth, got fourth in the Iowa Deer Classic non typical archery, correct? Correct. Yeah. Do we want to do we want to disclose the score? Well, or make I say we wait. Well, I mean, end. everyone's going to see the picture. They're going to know it's a beast. It's a beast. I would like to know how big the deer is up front. So I can picture how big he is in my head when I'm listening to the story. Okay, Zach, what was his gross score? His gross score is two ten and six eights. Two what a loser! <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't even make two eleven. Yeah. Uh, what a freaking beast, man! So okay, hell of a deer. But what's even cooler about this? He just is, doubled all my, my <laughs> a good deer for me. He just doubled it. Yeah. You you were 15 years old when you shot your biggest deer up to that date. Yep. And. uh what was cool about this is, I mean, it wasn't even really supposed to happen because nope. you had not hunted that property before last year. Correct. Sounds like at least when we heard. So let's yeah. talk about how that even came about and then how we'll just go into the season and how everything kind of, you know, did you know he existed? All this stuff. We'll just start with the property and how that started and came about. So, um, yeah, it would have started 
oh, it would have started actually fall of 2020. Um, I had briefly moved up to Northwest Iowa uh, for a year. Um, awful place. As much <laughs> as I love Iowa, there is nothing out there. It is a barren landscape. And there's like a tree every five miles. But I moved back, and uh, moving back was um, – starting my new job in Lee County at the sheriff's office and needing a place to live. So, um, one of the current farms I actually hunt, um, I went to that farmer. I said, Hey, I said, I don't really want to live in town. Do you know anybody that's got a farmhouse available? And he got me in contact with my landlord. And so I moved in here, uh, November of 20. Um, so coming up to Turkey season, um, you know, my landlord, Dave, he, he gave me and my dad, had from you know free free reign of all the ground behind the house and um like i said we um just here recently in this area we've just turkey population has been hurting um people aren't trapping like they used to you know because hides aren't what they're worth and um bobcats are kind of taking off like crazy um like i know two years ago i saw four kits um in one hunt just out playing in the cornfield um so between predation and then I know, I think it was either last year or the year before last, the Buffalo gnats were really bad. Hmm. Um, and the problem with that is they'll actually get up into the um, turkey's airways through their nostril and they'll, they'll burrow into their airways and it'll essentially just suffocate them. So, oh, wow. That yeah, sounds like turkey. a horrible way to go. So, I mean, we were, we were bouncing around and, and I'm not one that, you know, I, I am fortunate enough. I'm not going to sit here while I'm fortunate enough to have private ground to hunt. Um, but I'll, I'll bounce around to public, um, and get in there after it. But I mean, me and my dad were doing a lot of bounce around, just not having any luck. And, um, uh, won't, won't tell them exactly how they know, but a person that knows my landlord come over and said, you know, if you and your dad want to hunt behind my house, you absolutely can no one's asked in five, six years. So he, time out. he came to you and asked you if you wanted to go hunt. Correct. That never, that never happens. happens. Ne- it never does. This you know sounds what? sketchy. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, that's when it pays to be a sheriff's deputy and not a firefighter. <laughs> Some but, uh, bullshit. <laughs> Yeah, so me and my dad get over there during our second season, which normally falls about uh, the third weekend in, in April every year. And we get in there, we have some luck, uh, see some birds, but I get pretty I, I get pretty distracted hunting sometimes, especially turkey season. I like to turkey hunt, but it's, you know, deer's kind of my bread and butter. And uh, I'm looking around and I'm like, oh, shit, this is, this is awesome. Um. And looking at the property, it doesn't look like much because the front half of it, it's nothing but cornfield. And you look at the back half and you don't think there's as much timber there as there is, but there's about 40 to 50 acres. And get back in there, and the the biggest thing about this property is there's two big flats, and they're about 10 to 15 acre flats, and they're nothing but um, hickory and uh, and oak oak trees. I mean, so very rich in nuts. Um. And they got a bunch of. That's what she said. That's what she said. <laughs> <I'm> Scott. <laughs> but uh, no, so we're in there, and I'm kind of getting distracted. I'm I'm seeing a bunch of historical rubs, old scrapes, and leave it to leave it to technology. Video keeps cutting out. Yeah, it's all right. But uh, 
<clears throat> no, so we're back in there, and it had been timbered about 10 to 15 years ago. When they did it, they just left all the tops in there, and it was real thick with multifloral rows, and you just get in there, and it's one of those places it's just like this is this is Bucky. Mm-hmm. You know, like you know bucks are in there. Um, and so it's, it's one of those things I didn't want to press my luck. So I didn't really ask if anyone was deer hunting it, you know, and, uh, we finished out Turkey season and like I said, we, we had some luck. And so then I just kind of watched it. I watched it all summer and was working, putting up stands on some other properties, but being in there in the spring, I knew where I wanted to be. And it was in the back, um, Southeast corner of the property. Um, cause in that corner is one of the, one of the bigger flats. Um, it's got really good elevation change with some ravines, but then there's, um, standing hay field on the other side that the neighbor runs for his, uh, sheep. Hmm. So kind of watch it all summer. And, um, me and my dad finally got stand set about July and I was watching it start August. Never saw anybody pulling back there. Never saw any new tire tracks. So about mid-August, I'm like, you know what, let's let's just go ask. And so I actually remember it was the night of the Field of Dreams game. Um, oh yeah, yep. Went uh, went over to went over to his house, sat down with him and his wife, was watching some baseball. Just kind of nonchalantly asked, I said, "Hey, you know, I know you let me and my dad turkey hunt back there. Uh, would you would you mind if we deer hunt?" And again, he's just like, "Yeah, no, no one's no one's hunting it." Braced like, yourself for a punch to the face like (laughs) yeah you know and that's you know that's one thing i've never really understood i you know i've grown up in this area most of my life and it's like some people get so scared to go ask permission it's like the worst someone's gonna tell you is no Mm -hmm. and there's some the answer is already no if you don't ask yeah and well most of them i'd say i mean 75 80 percent are going to respect you more because you asked you you didn't just start hunting you didn't just oh well i assume you you said i could hunt hunt turkey yeah you know, I mean, that's what a lot of people yeah. are like. They just don't ask. And I don't know if you've ever ran into it, but it's happened a couple times on one of these other properties that I have, and it never fails. Like right before the rut, end of October, like somebody random just comes walking up, and it's like, well, well who are you? And they're like, oh, I'm, I'm so-and-so. I asked like six years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of got to ask every year, but. it's yeah. not how this works, um, bud. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so, you know, I, I asked and, and he said yes. And I like I literally went and looked at my inventory of stands and I had one hanger left. Um, and so I went and put it up in uh, shag bark hickory. And I know a lot of people don't like to hang in those because they're noisy or whatever. But I swear I've killed more deer out of a shag bark hickory than I have any other tree. It's just kind of a good luck thing, I think, at this point. Huh. So... I hung, uh, hung that stand in that corner and, um, I put out two trail cameras cause that's, that's all about how it left and just really didn't feel like hell half the time I had so many problems with them damn things. It just almost don't even bother running them anymore, but so yeah, it. so I put out trail cameras <laughs> and left them until about mid September. Um, had a couple nice bucks, um, show up on camera. Like I said, I, um, had that one buck I showed you that match set of. Um, oh yeah he he showed up in september but that was thing it was i think the last picture i got of him was september the 21st right after he got out of velvet and then he disappeared and when does your season start october the first okay because we can start september 15th here 
Yeah. 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 So we we run we run two splits. We'll run October the first to the first weekend in December, and then our shotgun season starts. And for three the first three weeks in December, because I think in Missouri can't you bow hunt at the same time of gun season? You can. You just have to. Yeah. You, you, just, you have to have your rifle tag. tag. Yeah. So so here in Iowa, um, you're just you're not allowed to bow hunt at all. You just have to give that to, to the shotgun hunters. Huh. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll get into that one a little later. But. That doesn't make any sense because it's harder, yeah, or not harder, but you. I mean, it is harder. You you have a shorter shot opportunity, so you think right. you'd be able to use the right. method. It's about similar. Yeah, that's di- more difficult than the other method. Well, yeah. every state's got their just, weird quirks. Yeah, everybody's got them. So then, it's normally after that third weekend in December. Then our bow season opens up again concurrent with late muzzleloader and that runs till january the 10th every year and then it closes um but yeah so i i mid-september went and pulled cards had a couple um had a couple good deer on there but i had like i had one behind my house big heavy nine was looking at him and um a couple others on on another property i had so i was trying to focus on them and i, I had no idea that the deer i shot was even on this property Jeez. So, oh. yep. So we get into it. October the first starts. I don't normally. I tell myself every year, I'm not going to go out till third week of October. Never happens. Ever. I feel you. <laughs> We've had that. Com- yeah. We have that conversation literally every year. It's like we're just wasting our time. Just we might as well just wait. You know, save our hunting days. Yeah. September seventeenth. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm in a tree stand. <laughs> I'm, I'm sweating out. in a deer stand. <laughs> Mosquitoes yeah. are terrible. No. So. Yeah, it never fails. So there I am, open in the morning, um, behind the house, saw some does. Uh, didn't go out the second. Then I went out on the third, and actually on the third, I saw one of my better three-year-olds. He came out with a big group of does. Um, I ended up harvesting a doe that night, and then actually that same night, my buddy Jake, um, God, he shot a real heavy ten. I think he went mid 150s he might have been pushing 60 um went and helped him drug it out so i'm like man season's getting off to a great start yeah um so then we also um here in iowa we also have an early muzzleloader season um and that runs the i'm wanting to say it's the second weekend of october to the third weekend of october um and every year if if i got something if i got a buck that's pretty patternable on camera but I know he's, he's still kind of sticking out there where I'm not going to be able to get into him quite yet with bow range. I'll normally hunt early muzzleloader. Um, and that, that's where the, I mean, this, this season was nothing but highs and lows. That's where it started. So into September, me and my dad go out to sight in our muzzleloaders cause we're going to hunt early, uh, early muzz. And, uh, I got an old night shadow. Things been reliable for fucking years. I mean, just years. And it, that, worthless piece of shit finally decided to take a dump on me this year <laughs> so we take it out and we're out at the range and we're shooting and for whatever reason it's like every third cap i'm getting a misfire and i, I think i just didn't have enough tension in the spring and the hammer anymore and it just wasn't doing it um so it's like last second i was scrambling and um i ended up getting i ended up borrowing my grandpa's it's an old uh old cva like right when cva first got into it so i'm like oof 
<laughs> don't know when the last time this thing was shot. Let's see how this blows up. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I got started all, uh, all early muzzleloader and it was projected like right then in the middle of it. Um, <clears throat> we were supposed to have like our first cold front and I'm like, sweet, you know, that first October cold fronts normally a good one. Um, and it never came of course. Um, how many so, bucks yeah. are you guys allowed to harvest? You, you, you get two. You, get you, two? One, you can have one bow buck, one gun buck. I was thinking okay. I was always a single. I <laughs> wish we would go to single. Really do. Because that's the that's the caveat. So the caveat about Iowa and part of it, and this is going to be a little bit of a hot topic, and you know, well, some of these people, I don't care. <laughs> but so during our gun season, we got two of the biggest things that I absolutely can't stand. They allow deer drives. And oh, yeah. My problem with deer driving, and I, and then again, this is all opinion, but it just kind of takes some of the sportsmanship out of it, you know, because part of deer hunting is like, you know, you get like the deer has to have some sort of edge, you know, and one up on you. And like with bow hunting, that's, you know, they got their sight, oh, they got their nose and they got their hearing. Well, driving, it doesn't take, but you know, 10 dummies to go just walking through the woods and just shooting at what they can see. Um, that, and that's one thing Missouri we don't we don't allow, allow which is yeah. you know cool. I mean, I, I've got other complaints, but we don't allow drives. Well, and I wish so. And it and it all and it, it gets even deeper into that. And I wish they'd get rid of it. But obviously, you know, there's there's two big things that we compete with here, and that's one the insurance companies in Des Moines, and then the Farm Bureau. Neither of them wants to pay out insurance policies at the end of the year, so they want the deer population just about as low as you can get it, where the rest of us, you know. Because I can remember when I first started hunting as a kid, shit, you'd see a group of 20, and now it's if you see 20 in a weekend, you're having a good weekend. Yeah. But the other caveat to our shotgun season is they allow for party hunting, and with party hunting, you know, it, it doesn't matter who shoots the buck, you know, as long as somebody has a buck tag. That's all that matters. So you can, I know guys that have went out and filled five buck tags in one shotgun season. Hmm. I mean, it's it's just insane. Hmm. As long as but, you got enough buddies that'll keep buying them tags, so they don't care, it doesn't matter. Absolutely. See, that's funny. It's funny Zach saying this stuff because I mean, I, I don't hunt Iowa, so I've always looked at Iowa as the state that hasn't figured you out. Get, you get one buck. They don't let you do. I didn't know that you could deer drive in Iowa. Um, yep. You know party hunting i didn't know i've heard you you know like wisconsin everybody talks about deer drives is like a rite of passage up there and you know that like that that's just what they used to do back in the day was a drive and you know all this different stuff that they complain about i never actually ever hear that stuff with iowa right yeah um you know and we got our complaints about our state uh Mm -hmm. you know the rifle season being in the middle of the rut being one of them that sort of stuff but yeah that's crazy uh if they do that and it's not a shotgun season it's rifle right like you you know you can use anything yep. we, uh, we know we know how to shoot down here so we make mm. sure you know we can use the big boy guns <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so uh it's just interesting hearing that because i didn't you know i didn't know those things uh you know that like iowa had uh things that they uh the their residents were you know not excited about i guess that's interesting yeah. Well, and, you know, and that's, you know, that's the other thing. There's, there's a group of us that are starting to push back that want to get rid of it. And of course there's always the age old argument like Wisconsin that, you know, it's tradition. 
And, you know, much like I know it's tradition to have your first kiss in Missouri be your cousin, it's not right. Oh, man. Damn. Coming in swinging. You're you're in the wrong state, though, on that one. Yeah, you got to go one more down, man. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry to our Arkansas folks. That that was just a joke. (laughs) For real, though, I've always heard that, and it happens every time. Like, for everybody, like, it's always the state south of you you make fun of. Yeah. Why is that? So, like, for instance – you know, Iowans think that we kiss our sisters, but we think they kiss their mamas. You know, it's incest either way. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, what we say here in Iowa is that, you know, we could get rid of our lowest, you know, two rows of counties and give them to you guys, and, and both GPAs were raised. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. As long as I can take the deer hunting, you can deal. Yeah, I'll be fine. Yeah. With that. Uh, but uh, where where the hell were we even at? <laughs> I, I digressed. You, you were um, you were working on muzzleloader season, and you borrowed your grandpa's muzzleloader. Yep. So, anyways, it just it got hot. Um, it got really hot. Um, still saw. I mean, I mean, that time of year, of course, you're gonna start seeing more bucks. But that typical age class, you see your two year old, your three year olds, occasional four year old. Um, and so that that came and went, and um took a couple days off, had to go to work. And that's, that's one nice thing about my work schedule. And some people get confused by it, but I got a long week and I got a short week and on my long weeks, I work Monday, Tuesday and the weekend. And then on my short weeks, I only work Wednesday, Thursday. And so that's, what's kind of nice is I'm never going more than three days without being able to hunt where most people are working an average five day work week. But so I go back to work for a little bit and give it a couple days rest. And then, uh, It'd be the weekend before the 25th of October. Had a big rainstorm and finally got that first really good cool off. I noticed I got off of work, was working nights. I went out right after work. I gave it about an hour right after work, went out behind the house real quick and just did some quick scouting. Um, found a lot more new scrape activity and actually found a community scrape because um, I put a trail camera over it and there was um, five or six bucks coming to it. And so, you know, traditionally growing up, you know, growing up, you know, learning from my dad or whatever, he's, he's kind of got that older, old school men, you know, mentality is like, if you have a set stand, you go to the set stand and I, I'm getting more now where I'm like, fuck that. I'm, I'm running and gunning. And if I can get in a bush somewhere, I'm going to get in a bush. So night of the 25th, I go out and cut some cedar limbs and I just sit up next to a cedar tree and kind of get brushed in. And I actually got it done that night. Um, I had a scrape. Scrape was probably oh, 15 yards in front of me. Um, and I had a straight north-northwest wind hitting me in the face. Um, and so I was sitting there, didn't see anything all night. So it was like the last half hour. Really hadn't tried rattling yet this year. So I thought, all right, I'm going to rattle. Um so I, I banged on the horns. I mean, I was, I was, you know, burning bone and just by chance, I ended up dropping one and I actually heard something come walking towards me. And normally I bring a little stand to keep my bow vertical and I'd forgot it that night. And so I was like trying, like in the midst, of like trying to pick it up off the, off the ground and I look over and here's, it was probably, God, I can remember, I'd say it's probably mid one fifties just a big nine, different nine coming right at me, right at my stand. And then he's kind of starts to angle 
And then for whatever reason, that wind switches from north, northwest and north, northeast. And then he starts to work behind me and he got behind a big oak tree. And I remember once he got behind that oak tree, I'm like, all right, here we go. So I swung over real quick, got my release clipped and started to turn. And right when I did that, I look up and this deer's close enough. I can hear him breathe. Oh. Um, so we do the whole just, you know, Mexican standoff for about five minutes. And then finally he boogers off and um, I, he didn't go too far. Cause I could, I mean, he was tarsled up enough. I could smell him. Um, so I gave it a good 15 minutes past dark. And then I put on my headlamp and I stepped it off and he was about three, four yards. Oh, wow. oh. yeah. So we were in close. Um, when you ask yourself, why did the wind swirl? Because screw you. That's why, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's just weird how like, it always happens right always at that happens. moment. Mother Nature just decides, hey, hey, buddy, F you, <laughs> and just let's yeah, switch yeah. this up. It, sometimes you can, it always try and, you can always try and pick the right wind in Mother Nature. She'll, she'll bend you over. Yep. But uh, so, yeah, I, so I was off that Monday, Tuesday. Tuesday didn't see much. Went back to work. And then Saturday the 30th, went out behind the house and actually um, my buddy had it up there. He's, he's my neighbor. He had it up there, but it was at a supplement uh, booth. I think it was NXT supplements. I don't know if you saw it. I'm sitting there and got a group of does that work out towards me. And then I look over and no kidding. Um, God, I can't remember what Kyle's buck went. I think it went like 194. Jesus. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, it was a big mainframe. I think it was a big mainframe 12 with kickers on both the right G2 and G3. Giant buck. I look over and he's already like looking up in my tree and I'm like, shit. And, uh, so he kind of turns and just starts to mosey off. And I threw, I threw the kitchen sink at that buck. I grunted, I roared, I snort wheezed. He didn't want a damn thing. Did and you know, so, did you know that deer existed? Nope. Never had a picture of him. And getting into what that. A, what so, a, what a crazy, I mean, that just, we obviously know what you shot, which was yeah. different than that one. Just, you know, just imagine Monster sitting there. Just the imagine week. sitting there and all of a sudden a monster just appears. Sounds like anybody be a good hunter in Iowa. <laughs> yeah, my <laughs> God, man. Just, it's it's so crazy. That That's what we love about <laughs> hunting, right? Yeah, you never know. You have no idea. Nothing. I mean, you really feel like you do, but you really don't. You, you really have Most no of the bucks I've ever shot, I don't think I've ever had trail camera photos of. It's just they're always total surprises. But, uh, yeah, so generally my rule of thumb is during deer season, I'm not sociable and everybody knows that. But that night, one of my friends were throwing a Halloween party. Is that an option just, that we can pick? I didn't know that was an <laughs> option. Yeah, is that, is that, can we do that? <laughs> yeah. 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 Kind of stubborn about it. But my, uh, my wife's not sociable <laughs> until deer season. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, hey, so we got plans. Nine weddings come up, and then you know we got to go to the pumpkin patch, and we got to take mm-hmm. pictures in the fucking corn crib, and <laughs> it's, it's awful. It's like, come on, people. I got you know, I don't, I don't ask much of people. I'm a pretty simple man. Just don't plan anything from like October to November, and that's for two reasons. One, either the hawks or the cowboys are on, or I'm in the fucking tree stand. Just don't plan anything. Well, I know the shit. cowboys ain't gonna be on until February, so I don't have to worry about plans on that. But <laughs> <laughs> that one hurts <laughs> I can make fun of Iowa and nothing But you get the Cowboys and you get him Yeah 
And this may never get to him, but God damn it, Jerry Jones just died already. <laughs> <laughs> we could finally do something. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, so that night they guilt trip me, and I go over to their Halloween party, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to have a couple of drinks, and then I'm going to go home and be good. Yeah, that didn't fucking happen. <laughs> <laughs> never does. It never does. So, you know. But again, was was responsible, you know, got right home and all that good shit. But uh, anyways, the next day my dad was coming to pick me up and completely slept through, slept through my alarms and he fucking calls and I'm like, oh shit, I'm probably still about half haggard at this point. <laughs> and so anyhow, so he, he calls like, are you really just fucking getting up? I'm like, no, no, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm, re- I'm, I'm ready, ready to go. <laughs> And so, you know, I'm, I'm fucking scrambling to get put together and he shows up at the house and get the four wheeler hooked up to the back of the hitch. And on the front of my four wheeler, we got just a small little stainless steel box and I set my bow up on top of that and didn't even think anything of it. And so, um, hop in and down the road, we take off. Oh gosh. Uh, What what bow do you have? Uh, Right now, I'm just shooting. I bought a mission switch right out of, after I got out of college. Yeah, still still shooting good. So there you go. And now that I shot that thing, probably won't probably won't switch for a while. There you go. But uh, yeah, so we get we get down to this other property, and I'm finally starting to I get like two or three monsters down me, and starting to perk up a bit, and get my safety harness on. I'm like, where the fuck is my bow? And my dad's just like, you did not forget your fucking bow. I'm like, I really did. I'm like, I must have left it in the house. So he starts heading off towards this stand, and I unhook the four wheeler and get in his truck, and tear off down the uh, tear off down the road. And as I'm pulling in my driveway, there's my bow sitting in the middle of the driveway. Oh no! And I'm sitting there thinking, oh fuck! And so I get out, and there's a perfect tire track down the center of my bow case. And at this point in time. For whatever reason, I'd taken that out of my hard case and just put it in a soft case. And there's a perfect tire track right down the center of it. And I'm like, oh. I'm not even wanting to open it. And so I open it up and I'm looking at it. Cams are intact. Cable's not fucking snapped. I'm like, there's no way. And uh, so I get my bow target out real quick and put about three arrows in it. I'm like, Yep. Good to go. Oh, oh wow. wow. You got lucky. Lucky, lucky. lucky. <laughs> so I end up driving I end up driving back to the farm about that time, you know. That old sinful alcohol finally started to really start whoop my ass. It just so I was like, fuck this, and fell asleep in the back of the truck. Dad, if you're listening to this, yes, I slept. But uh <laughs> anyway, so it was about eight o'clock. I get a call from my dad. He's like, Hey, where are you at? I'm like, oh, <sighs> understand and <laughs> he's just like well your mom's got a flat tire at work and i was like Shit. i was like all right I'll, i said i'll go take care of it and so <laughs> let me get down i says oh i suppose i'll get down so i uh you know went and went to my mom works at the hospital went and picked her up and got her taken care of and said screw it went back home and i don't know i just wanted to double check over everything and i I think I put like 20 or 30 arrows through my bow. And like I said, I got lucky. Nothing had, nothing had changed. Nothing had switched Mm. or, or, you know, pins and everything on my site. And so, um, yeah, that, 
that kind of concluded Halloween night. Didn't really see anything. Um, and then I had to, I had to work the second or the first and the second before I started for my rotation. And of course, you know, after seeing, after seeing that one deer, uh, that Kyle would end up shooting, that's all I had on my mind. So I'm yeah, like, I, I could see I gotta why. Get in. Yeah. I got to get in on that fucker before anybody else does. Well, Kyle started his, he started his vacation, I think on Halloween mm. and it was on the uh, 2nd of November, I woke up to start getting ready for work and shit. And here comes a picture of him. And I was just kind of like, ah, oh, shit. There and I goes. was happy for him because he had, he had two or three years of history with that deer and had it shed. So it was good for him. But so started vacation on the 3rd. And, of course, my buddy Houston let his wife talking into letting him get married. I think it was on November the 6th was the Saturday. That's That's not cool, man. That's not and I, the, the come, on, that, come on, Houston. We have a problem. Yeah. Well, nice, he's a fucking nice, bow hunter, yeah. dude. Nice. I mean, the guy bow hunts, so I'm like, for Christ's sakes, grab grab your nuts and tell her no. <laughs> love, love will do. Love will do crazy things to you. Love well, will. I was pissed. The real reason I was pissed off is because the bastard asked me to be in it. And I <laughs> hey, Houston, if you're going to be listening to this, we just want to say congratulations. That's all. But we definitely feel Zach's uh, pain on that one. Yeah, and Kai, if you hear this, Hunter, I, I I do love you, but just don't do that shit again. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so anyways, I start the third, and it got warm. I mean, it it was like hitting. I think it hit low seventies a couple of days that first week, yeah. um, and everything just fucking died off. So by the time that I had to go up like the fifth for a rehearsal dinner or whatever. So I was like, yeah, it's warm anyway. Screw it. So went up there, did that, come back that Sunday on the 7th, um, come back that morning, go out to hunt the afternoon, go out behind the house. And that afternoon, I mean, it was warm. Didn't see anything till about the last 40 minutes. In the last 40 minutes, oh, off behind to my left, coming up from behind me from the neighbors, uh, was like a little probably a year and a half doe, probably her first full, uh, full fall or second. And, uh, she was just, she kept looking behind her. So I'm like, all right, something, something's following her. And, uh, but she wasn't running. And then here comes this like three-year-old, probably 130 inch eight. And, uh, I'm watching him, and he actually starts to tender. And I'm like, there is no fucking way they're already locked down. And, uh, I mean, sure as shit. I mean, everything just dried up, I think. So I had until the 15th off. So I was hunting hard. Um, and then right around Veterans Day, we finally got some cold weather. Because I remember on Veterans Day, we were spitting snow. And I was, on a, I was on a different farm, like in one of our best spots, two days in a row. And uh, I didn't see a single deer. And I sat from, you know, dusk till dawn, or yeah, dawn till dusk. And, uh, didn't see a single deer, and I was at this point. Dang. You know, I, I was. Glad, I'm glad brother. he fixed himself because I was gonna give him a hard time. 
Well, you know, I never claimed du- to be intelligent. Just the dawn and be like, yeah, because it was dark, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, occasionally, you know, when, when the men in green pants aren't running around, you can get a spotlight out. <laughs> <laughs> so watch out for green jeans. But, yeah, so, I mean, it was just, I was getting pretty, and, again, of course, because at this point, I'd already sat, like, I was probably pushing 90 hours in the, in the stand because, Again, I was too stupid not the fucking early season. And uh, I remember texting my uh, my brother-in-law, Wade. I'm like, dude, I'm like, fuck this shit. <laughs> you know, I, I'm done for the year, you know. Um, and uh, I kind of lost my train of thought there. But, uh, yeah, so it was uh, morning of the 12th. I thought, screw it. it we were supposed to have high winds. I'm going to I'm gonna sleep in. And... Uh, of course, when I sleep in, uh, one of my old co-workers, Josh Drip, he just hunts a little bit north of me in the ammunition plant, and he had just giants out there running everywhere. Um, and so I was like, shit, I should have hunted this morning. So my dad gets off work early, and he's going to a different farm. And I, this was like, I think this was like the third time that year I had hunted the farm I killed this deer on. And, the, and I've never really had very good luck when the winds are super, super heavy. I was like, screw it. I'm going to go out and I get out and, uh, this is, uh, afternoon of the 12th. I get sat down and man, I'm just sitting there just blowing around the tree. It's like riding a roller coaster, start spitting snow. Um, man, at this point I just, I kind of, you know, I was frustrated, but then I just kind of start laughing. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here, but at least I'm not at home. You know, Yeah. I'm in the woods, whatever. So, it's about two thirty. Um, let out some grunts, let out a rattle, you know, a rattling sequence, and then uh, kind of stopped and was just sitting there. Um, and I hate to admit this, but again, really hadn't been seeing anything, so I was actually watching an episode of The Hunting Public. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, we have all been there. Yep. And I just it was it was about two forty, and I just happened to look up, and uh, the deer I shot here he comes. He had come out of, so the way my stand was set up, I was in that tree. It faces due north. I got a slow tapering uh, goalie to uh, the east of me, and then I'm on that flat. And then the next one um, is just about probably 120 yards to the west of me, but and, and it leads to where a majority of the doe bedding's at. I mean – bunch of multiflora rows in there they can just get in there they can hide and so and if you're hearing a dog one i apologize he's oh, that's all right shit. he's doing all right but, yeah but anyway so i look up and i i really at this point honestly couldn't tell how big the deer was i could just tell he was framey yeah and uh well shit i digress because so i guess i should have added two days before that I'd actually had about 140 inch eight come out into the field right about the same spot. I shot this deer, um, and just completely whiffed a shot (laughs) (laughs) right over his freaking back. Oh yeah. We've all been there. Yeah. At least you, like you knew you totally missed him. Oh yeah. Yeah. At least there's, there's that it sucks, but at least it's like, I I didn't, I didn't even come close. It, it, not to worry about injuring a deer, wounding a deer. It didn't happen. 
and like I said, he was pretty much standing in the exact spot where I shot this deer. And when I get to how far it was, it, it was pretty embarrassing. But uh, so, yeah, he's about 60 yards in and he's got his nose to the ground and I can just see really good frame. And I'm like, that's good buck. And so I let out two pretty good grunts and he stops behind a multi floor rose bush. And I can, I can't, I can't see his head or his front shoulders, but I could see his front left leg was back and I could see his hindquarters and I could tell his back had straightened up. So I knew he was looking. Um, and then it almost looked like he just took off running, like right down into that ravine. And I'm like, well, apparently he's had his ass kicked and he didn't want none of that. Well, about 30 seconds later, so in this flatum hunt, like I said, there's there's a huge row of multiflora rows. Well, he had just gotten in behind that, and he was actually working down in towards me. And uh, so to, to the west of me, I got a trail at about five yards, and then I got another about 20. And the way he was angled in the woods, it looked like he was coming out on that 20-yard trail. And so he gets into the timber. And like I said, it's, it's just thick enough. And he's staying low enough. I really can't see how big he is. And um, so he gets to about 30 yards and I don't know what was growing right there. Um, but he just starts browsing around. And so I'm like, shit. And I'm, you know, doing what we all have done at some point in time. I'm like bobbing and weaving and I'm, I'm looking for a hole I can get in to get into his vitals. And finally, I, I kind of found one and I'm like, I'm, I'm not fucking pushing it. I don't want to take the chance. And, uh, so I let out a couple doe bleats. He kind of, I can tell he looks up, looks back, goes back to browsing. I let out some more grunts. He looks up, looks back and just kind of goes back to browsing. And then he just kind of, he's following this line of multiflora rows and he starts working west of me back towards that next ravine and i can I, and it's right as he's starting to get with the natural curve of the field i get a back look at his frame and i'm like shit why is it you're always like you look bigger when they're going when away they're when they're go, yeah i mean I don't, that back look of the frame makes every deer look huge well in this one in, in this it, case it was actually was, was yeah. huge <laughs> i mean you know you could probably talk to somebody much smarter than me and it's probably got to do something with like forced perspective but again i'm just some dummy that got a four-year degree and became a cop <laughs> <laughs> yeah it what did you i mean what was your thoughts when you first realized what he was like right there in that moment when yeah. you got to look at him from behind so and it's happened to me a couple times. It was, I was looking at it and I'm like, that is, that is probably the biggest year in my life. And I can remember when I was younger, especially after I shot my first big deer, I remember calling my dad a couple times. I'm like, this is bigger than the last one. And not that they weren't good deer. You just get up there and eh, there's a little ground shrinkage, right. you know? So, but I'm like, oh, I am fucking for sure. And if I make this, you know, but no one, you know, you know, of course, cause I had no trail cameras of them mm-hmm. and I, I, I don't self film or anything. So I'm like, no. And, and it's one of those things where it's like, you know, no one's going to fucking believe you. Right. I've seen so, a 200 injured. And I, I swear. Oh, yeah, sure Andy, I, I saw yeah. a giant one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure yeah. Did. It's like, it's like, no one's going to believe you. So I'm like, shit. And, and he works off and he's getting, he's getting into that corner. And I'm like, man, he, I'm like, he definitely wasn't spooked by it. So I said, screw it. I let out two really good grunts. Um, and then just a super loud snort wheeze. And 
at this point in time, I was already stood up and had my bow and he just comes into the field and he's pounding them front. I mean, he's pounding them front hooves. I mean, just scanning his head. And at that point in time, that's when I got my first really good look at him. And, and I'm the kind of guy I, I shake. I mean, I get the whole leg shake going, whole fucking tree shaking. And, um, you know, so I'm like, holy, holy shit, this is a big deer. And, um, so the whole time he's coming in, I'm like, man, don't fuck this up. Don't fuck this up. Don't fuck this up. That, that is probably like, not the best way to go about that. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Yeah. Cause you know, you're going to get some target anticipation there. But so, like I said, he literally works to the same spot where this, this eight point did just days prior and it was seven yards. And I was looking for the right time to get drawn back, but he just, like I said, he just kind of kept looking back into the corner towards me to the woods and so I was like, screw it. And as he was coming in, I pulled back. He never even noticed. He got like right to seven, gave me just a slight quartering away shot. And I hang my, I hang my stands a little higher. I think I was about 22, 25 foot. Man, that's, um, up, that's up there. That's a good way. Yeah. Uh, but so I let it go and I, it felt good. I mean, release felt good. Everything felt like it does in the backyard in the summer. And I mean, just get that good diaphragm pop knew I hit him good, but as he's running away, I see about that much of my arrow sticking out and I'm just the kind of person, like, unless I get a pass through, I automatically start getting negative kind of nervous about it. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I could tell, I could tell left to right, like money. I was just a little high. Um, so as he's running away, the, the only two things I really noticed as he was running away was, like I said, I had about four or five inches of arrow sticking out, and then he's got one kicker on his G2, and I noticed that. And so he takes off, he follows the field edge, he goes up about 30 yards, and then he runs into the woods. And I'm like, okay, high hit, not going to have blood for a while. And so – that's when like all just like that's when for like the, the the moment that I shot him there was like a moment of like calmness and like clarity and then all of a sudden the adrenaline dump came in and I'm like shaking and I can't get my damn phone and uh so anyways so I immediately call my dad I'm like dude I just shot a monster he's like did you really I'm like I'm not lying to you I just <laughs> shot a monster so how long are, how long are your arrows God, you had to ask. I'd have to go measure. I can't remember. How long? How long did you draw? Yeah, what's your draw? My draw's twenty. My draw's twenty-eight. Okay, so decently long arrows. So that's all I'm thinking. You know, if you're twenty-five feet, seven yards, you had such a steep angle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's gonna have. Well, to see, and I actually if it didn't come years, out, it's going to fill up. Yeah, right. For years, I shot muzzy broadheads, and then you know, just to kidding, like quick broadhead talk. I shot muzzies. Had a lot of good luck with them. And then, like, the year that Rage Hypergermics came out, I, tr- I never shot mechanical. I tried those. It didn't deploy. So, I'm like, well, fuck mechanicals. <laughs> and then a couple of years back, uh, Muzzy actually came out with a hybrid. It was the Trocar HB. Um, and uh, the buck I had shot in 2020, uh, just a, a nice framey 10, um, I hit it with those eight, but I mean, I hit it like right in the sweet spot. It was out at 20 yards, right where it needed to be, but I still didn't get like a complete pass through. And I just think because it like the, it's like I said, it's, it's got uh, 
deployables on the side. It's almost like they got caught up in it. So I'm like, I'm done with those. So I switched to, uh, not that I'm doing like a product plug here, but I switched to QAD Exoduses hmm. in a hundred grain. Yep. And this was after, I think it was, I think it was Seek One. I was watching their stuff. They did a bunch of like broadhead tests and these things are just brutal. Um, That's what, uh, Lusk Archery, John Lusk. He's actually, he's in Iowa. He does broadhead testing and he, you know, it's like scientific, as as scientific as he can make it. And QAD Exodus is get, uh, are actually one of his favorite. His favorite ones. And then I shoot the Severs, which are his favorite mechanical uh, mechanical ones. A lot like the Rage, but they're made out of a lot different material. A lot higher quality. My brother-in-law shoots those and the buck that he shot this year he sent me like pictures of, and it was, I was, I'm not gonna lie. I was thoroughly impressed. Cause it was looked like he took a paint can and just started throwing it everywhere. Um, but yeah, those Exodus is the doe. I actually shot on the third. Um, she was like, Hey, hey pet your dog. You knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, she, uh, she was like right out at 15 yards, like perfect shot, but she dropped like a spiner. And, uh, so I get out real quick thinking, shit, I got to get another arrow in her and I get up on her and it actually just hit her so hard. It punched through both shoulder blades mm-hmm. and just dropped her. Um, but anyways, so I call my dad and I'm like freaking out. And, uh, so then I call, I, I, I try to call my buddy and he was working at the local bank and I forgot he was working, couldn't get a hold of him. I'm like, I have to fucking talk to somebody. So, I call my buddy Tanner, can't get a hold of him. So I'm like, fuck it. I call the bank. <laughs> I call the bank. I'm like, hey, is Tanner Hartman working? They're like, yeah. And so I call him. He's like, dude, I'm working right now. I'm like, dude, I know, but I, I can't calm down. I'm about to fall out of my tree stand. So I get off the phone with him. I'm in the midst of texting my buddy Kyle, uh, who shot that 190. I'm texting my other buddy Trip that's hunting up at the plant. Um Making and then I end up calling my brother-in-law and I'm just calling everybody. I'm free. I, I just couldn't get calmed down. And, uh, so finally, you know, my, my, I, uh, called Wade and he was help calming me down or whatever. And so I'm like, all right. I'm like, I at least got to like, look at the spot of the shot and see if I can't see where he dug in. Cause he ran off hard. <clears throat> so I get my binos out and I'm from the stand and I'm looking and I'm scanning. And, um, I finally see where he dug in. And again, my dad, my dad wasn't really that far down the road. And he's just like, well, you know, I'll be there soon. And it felt like it took a lifetime. I'm like, just, 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 just hurry up. <laughs> and, uh, so anyways, then I end up calling my buddy Jenkins and he's just like, you shoot one. I'm like, yeah. And his wife the year previously, like her first hunt out ever during shotgun season, they were just sitting and she shot like a monster 170, just a heavy beam thing. I'm like, dude, it's bigger than your wife's. And he's like, if it's bigger than my wife's, I'll kiss your ass. And we'll get back to that later in the story. <laughs> so, um, so anyways, my dad finally shows up and he comes down and by this time it was probably pushing, I don't know, three forty-five. So it'd been an hour. So I, I get down and again, still pretty frazzled. And he's just like, well, what do you want to do? I'm like, I saw where he went in at. I says, we can see where he dug in here. I said, let's just see if we can at least follow dig marks to the edge of the field where I think I saw him go in at, and we'll go from there. So we 
we followed it. You know, we followed where he was digging in all the way to the edge of the field where I thought he went in. And what I was hoping for over there is there was some just real tall grass. And I thought, okay, even with that high hit, he should have, you know, brushed some blood somewhere and we got at least a decent spot to maybe come back later. Right. Nothing. Um, and so my dad's like, what do you want to do? And you, you can look in at this trail and like five yards into it, it wise off. And I'm like, all right. I was like, we'll just kind of slowly creep in. Cause I still felt good about the shot. I'm like, we'll slowly creep in. You go right. I'll go left and we'll see if we can't find some blood. And so we start in, he goes right. I go left. And I just start to come around the corner of just a little collection of trees. And I find them laying dead. Um, and this isn't even, I bet he didn't make it 70 yards. So he's, he's already, he's laying there dead. And then before, so before I can yell out that I found him laying dead, my dad, who's now back on the field edge, yells that he found blood. So this deer went in, exited, or went in, went to the right, exited back onto the field, came back into the timber and then just died. Mm-hmm. Just laid there and died. And so... You know, I go running over there and, you know, as I'm standing there and then my dad finally gets caught up to me and we're just both kind of sitting there like, holy shit, you know, and it's at that point in time, I'm looking at him. I'm like this, this deer, something special. Um, but I, I'm not the type of person I don't, I don't normally score my deer. And, you know, I, I always try to, I'm, you know, I do hunt hard, but when I do harvest something, I try to be humble about it. Um, cause not everybody does. Um, so I'm sitting there kind of downplaying it the whole time. I'm like, yeah, he's, he's probably mid one seventies pushing eighties. And so we, you know, we get, we get pictures taken, um, get them pulled out. And I sent a picture to my taxidermist at old barn, Julian. I'm like, what do you, I'm like, I, I know it's a picture, but what do you think, dude? And he's just like, oh, he's, he's probably one seventies. And so that's when we get them loaded up and I took them into town uh, so I could show mom and my grandparents. And at that point in time, my buddy Jenkins uh, was working patrol in Burlington uh, with his partner, Clay. And so I'm like, Hey, come over here and look at this deer. And so he comes strolling up in the, you know, into the driveway and kind of had a cocky walk or whatever. And he looks at it and he's just like, Holy shit. And I'm like, so do you want me to drop my pants now? Maybe we was talking about, maybe we was talking about cousin banging. I'm just looking, I'm scrolling. But, uh, so yeah, still it really, it really never set in, but he was, pro- he was like one of the first people to tell me, he's like, dude, he's like, I'm pretty decent at like, you know, judging deer. He's like, this thing's over too. I'm like, there's, there's no way. And, you know, cause like I said, I, I'm fortunate enough to hunt some private, but you know, I can't, we're not allowed to like plant food plots or really do anything that you that you could to really help the deer. You know, we, we put out minerals and do some supplemental feeding and, you know, right. in the off season. But uh, so, you know, growing up, I can, you know, you watch the real tree videos, you watch the jury videos and you always just kind of dream of shooting a 200, but you think it'll never happen. Um, so anyways, I took it down to old barn that night and, um, just got it in the freezer there. And, uh, 
the owner of it, Sam, he's like, well, let's, let's get some good daylight pictures next to the sign, you know, Monday first thing before we, you know, take the hide off and take the head off. I'm like, all right. And so I go in first thing Monday morning when they open, Julian goes back to the cooler. Um, and good friend now had the first day I met him, a guy named Stephen Fay, he was in there and Julian pulls the deer out and they're just both like, this is a lot bigger than we thought it was going to be. And they're like, we got, we, we got to score this thing. And so, you know, we, we were out behind the shop and just did like a really quick rough score. And Steve was, was adding it all up and he gets done adding it. He's like, what do you, what do you think this thing scores? I'm like, I, I don't know, man, 180. And he just says higher. I said, 190. He says higher. I says, there ain't no fucking way. And he's just like 204. I think the original measurements we got were like 204 and three eights. And at that point in time, I just felt my face get red and I about passed out. I mean, I was just, I did. I was in disbelief. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. And, uh, you know, and that's when a lot of people started, you know, reaching out and wanting to know about it. And it was, it was cool. You know, um, it, it was, it was honest. And like I said, more than thankful to be doing this tonight, just something cool to do at least once, you know? Oh yeah. Um, it's another, like, uh, oh, you know, another thing you can put in your memory book about this deer, right? I mean, right. it's not necessarily, I mean, obviously, yeah, a 210 inch deer is rare. Yep. Uh, but not, it's not necessarily that your deer is any more important than the dude that shot 145 inch deer this year Absolutely. because Absolutely. you know a trophy is a trophy to somebody but those deer just don't exist that often mm-hmm. no i mean they have no. to have multiple things going in their their favor to be that they have to be mature they have to have the genetics and then they have to have the uh, the resources available to them to make it there and right. you just don't have have all that happen very often even in Iowa, where people always make the jokes that there's, you know, 170-inch deer or whatever behind every tree. That's not the case. Right. It's well, just, that's the, I mean, you start thinking about it. I mean, just the, the, the amount of gun seasons that I've seen, and it's, and, it, and it's been through. and Right. Yeah. So, it, you know, and I, a couple people reached out, and, you know, Real, Real Tree was fortunate enough. Josh Honeycutter, right over to him, he reached yeah. out and, mm-hmm. and took the article, and that was awesome, but... At this point in time, I'm just like wanting to get it. This was like the first one. I'm like, all right, I, I, I want to know its score. I was like, is my luck, you know, because it was green. I'm like, my luck. I was like, 199 and seven eighths. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not that I still wouldn't be happy. <laughs> no, exactly. But still, you're like, damn it. I'd, <laughs> that be, one. I'd be pissed. <laughs> but so while we're waiting on the drying period, um, you know, I, I generally wait till like, I don't know, end of September before, or end of September, end of February before I really start doing any shed hunting. But uh, me and my dad were just wanting to get out of the house like early February. I think it was like February the 8th. So we're like, well, let's just let's just go down to Tim's and we'll walk around and we'll just do some scouting and kind of see how they've been moving this winter. Um, well, fuck, before I even get there, I almost left my old man out. What was cool about it this year is uh, I knew that. So after watching the way that he reacted and how he was going in to check that bedding, I told my dad, I said, I said, that area of the farm's hot right now. You got to hit it. 
And so it had been a couple of years since he shot one with his bow. Um, and so he went in there November the 21st. And I was actually out working um, day shift and another high windy day. And he hadn't seen shit all day. And I was working the north end of the county. So like, you know, last like 30 minutes of dark, I'm just out or before dark, I'm just out driving the block, just trying to see if I can see something in the field around him. And uh, I'm makes, just waiting. Makes me feel and, real uh, safe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but so about four, about 445, he calls me. He's like, I just shot one. I'm like, no, you didn't. Out of the same tree, same tree, same stand. First time he ever sat it. So he's like, I just shot one. I'm like, you're lying. He's like, I'm serious. Screw it. So I drive to the farm. I'm running out there, you know, uniform and everything. Don't really care what anybody else thinks. You can judge me. I was hey, still technically it's patrolling. Part, it's, it's part of the serving part. <laughs> yeah. Part of the serving yeah. part. So I go, I go running up, and I'm not kidding you. This was he shot an old. I have to send you a, a picture of it. Old warrior. I mean, this thing was just big bodied, heavy framed. I think it was an 11 pointer. Had a big bot fly hole in the main beam. Um, I mean, just a gnarly old deer. Yeah, he told us that uh, he kind of told us part of that story there in Iowa as we were yeah. all sitting there talking. Uh, and he he won't admit to it, but it was blind in one eye. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably the only way he fucking shot it. <laughs> hey, don't matter how it happened, hey, it happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, this what what was more impressive, and I got pictures of it too. This thing was just so rutted up; the tarsal glands were just jet black. I mean, I've never seen tar. I mean, it was like running down to the hoof and I'm out in the field and I'm probably no kidding, 80 yards away from the field edge. And it had died 40 yards into the timber and I could smell that buck. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so I run up to him and give him a big hug and, and help him drag it out. Um, and it was just awesome. Cause that's, that's the second time, second time we've done that back in, 2016 we did it i had shot one with my bow november the 8th and then a weekend later um i had actually just got off work at burlington um headed home was laying in bed and he called me that he shot one um at like eight o'clock during early muzz and of course he had just had ankle surgery and this thing ran into a damn goalie so he couldn't help drag it out but um so yeah it was just cool but uh so then we go back and and we're in there in, in February and we start on the far west side of the farm and we just start working east. I ended up finding an early shed to a little eight point. And so we go around, we go around the stand and my girlfriend Dana's with us at the time. And we just kind of start working north to because we we never really pressured this property at all because we didn't get into it till late and I didn't want to. So we're just trying to see how they're using it, how they're moving and want to get to the far north edge of the property. Well, as we're walking up, Danny yells that she found a shed and she comes running up out of that West goalie and she hands it to me and I'm looking at it. And it's probably, uh, at this point, uh, be three-year-old shed and I'm looking at it and it's, I'm like, this is the right side off my buck. Cause it had, so on his, on his right side, He's got a sticker right at the base and he's got a sticker right in the middle of the main beam. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is my buck. I mean, so that was cool. So we worked to the far north edge and we're coming back and I'm in the West ravine 
And I hear my dad yell out. So I go running up there and no kidding, probably five yards with where he was browsing um, that day from where he was browsing that day. My dad like holds up just this giant match set and we're looking at it. And my dad's just like, I'm pretty sure this is your deer's match set. And, and like, we compared the one to the year prior, and it, it was. It was his match set from the year previous. That's oh, cool. Wow. So you found a place, a property. This deer didn't leave that property, chances are. No one's hunted that place for so long. You found, you know. The honey hole. There's three years, essentially, worth of history on that deer. The, yeah. The dead deer, the match set, and the one previous. Yep. Just just in his just in his bedroom the whole time and never knew it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because did you, did you hear anything? I mean, when you kill a 210 inch deer, people find out about it. So did any neighbors like, ever any say, neighbors like, oh, say I've they been knew watching him? him or nothing? So I bet that I'm... deer lived in a tiny little spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never heard a single word about him. And that's what, that's what astonished me is I figured it somebody, cause all the neighbors around me, you know, they're uh, around that property. They're, you know, they're, they they all own it. They're all bow hunters. They're good about managing their ground and, and stuff. So I figured surely somebody's got pictures of them. Nothing, huh. which was just crazy that a deer that big could a unicorn just be a ghost. Yeah. 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 So, but anyways, yeah. Cause he took it, he took that match set up to the classic that weekend. Now, and what did it end up taking? The right side got ate up, but. Had it not gotten ate up, it would have taken like second in the shed competition. That's yeah, cool. I remember. I remember your dad saying that that the right side got ate up enough to where it wasn't going to place probably. But yeah. the yeah. left side went ninety six, and I think even being ate up, the right side was still high seventies. Huh. Very impressive. I mean, so yeah. Um, so that was just kind of the cool story of that deer. And then obviously I I've never entered a deer, um, at the deer classic. So I was fortunate enough that, um, Julian and all the guys down at old barn were able to get them mounted up quick. Um, and they always do a bang up job and got them, got them entered and took forth and was more than, more than happy with that. And that's where I was fortunate enough to run into you fellas. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and like I said, I mean, there's all kinds of awesome deer there. Uh, yeah. But I think what caught Andy's ear, honestly, uh, remember they were talking about the other deer. There was a there was a skull cap and uh, a rack that was right yeah. above it and to the right. Right it was next definitely, to his, yeah. it was, oh, I, I mean, keep... it was quite a bit smaller, but it had the same county label. And you guys were standing there discussing, like, the genetics were spot on. Like, you could tell that those two genetics looked identical. Yeah, the racks looked very similar, right? And the crazy thing is he shot that, like, 20 or 25 miles away from my house really or well from where i shot him yeah right so which might mean nothing i mean quasi deer, deer move, possible, right i mean it could yeah it but could yeah, be, you but, never know i mean yeah it's just it was it was kind of cool and uh yeah that, i mean that's you know hearing these types of stories are you know what pump pump me up um even though we're in april uh by the time this comes out it might be may i can't remember yeah. It'll be yeah. it'll be May. Yeah. But uh it just pumps you up and I mean you hear it gets you, me ready to go dump some more mineral. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, like a, a a normal dude who is a cop, by the way, thanks for what you do. In all seriousness. Appreciate I know we're screwing with each other. But uh yeah. uh 
normal guy who, you know, isn't flush with money, you know, having 14 different leases that he can – Yep. It just – he's a hunter who hunts what he can get. Right. And you happen to get this property for turkeys, and mm-hmm. then it turned into a deer property, and it hadn't been touched for years. And yep. it was just kind of like that perfect storm where you had this beast sitting there who yeah. didn't want to leave it. And had you not showed up, he probably would have died an old man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you got you got to get lucky every once in a while, man. And I don't mean that. I mean, you you had to put the work in to kill him, but yeah. I mean, it sounds like you had he had time. He had to be there, and it it doesn't happen that often that a two hundred and ten inch deer is just hanging out in a property without anybody knowing about him. You know, that's just that's so crazy. Even you and you had trail cameras there, correct? Yeah, and even you didn't even know he was there. No, I mean, like I said, I I had to walk past that match set from the previous year a half dozen times, just coming in and out, never even Mm. seen him laying there. Yeah, that's crazy. Very cool, man. Very good story. What a what a freaking awesome story! And like I said, we heard a good portion of it uh, at the yeah. Iowa Deer Classic, but um, you know, we just like to, you know, we don't get to do it with everybody, but we like to put a spotlight on, you know, guys and gals that have awesome stories. Whether it's a two hundred and ten inch deer or your first doe, my buddy's first doe when he was thirty nine years old. You know, just, just how, how different people experience the outdoors and, you know, when they do it the right way, it's cool to, to see uh, people get rewarded. So congrats, man. You talk, you talk about first doe, you know, that's, I mean, we had a pretty good year. My, actually, my middle sister never really had like a a hankering to go deer hunting. And this year, for whatever reason, she's like, I want to go. So I, I took her out late muzzleloader and uh we were seeing some deer but she was like holding out for a buck so i just well we kept seeing a ton of doe so i went and bought a doe tag for her and, um she actually ended up missing one so she's pretty discouraged and a couple nights later we had her out and i think this doe was out at like 120 yards and she just dropped this thing nice. and i think i was more i think i was I, and i got video of it I think I was more jazzed up for her shooting that doe than I was shooting a 210. I mean, it was, it was, I've never, you know, I don't, I don't have any, any kids yet. Um, and I, I didn't start dating my girlfriend till after deer season. So I haven't had a chance to take Braxton out hunting yet, but I've never really been there for someone's first deer. So that was just, that was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. No, it is. And it, I mean, I finally got to experience it this last year. Andy's got to take his nieces and nephews um out hunting and experienced their first deer several times um you know micah has been a part of i've been a part of a few first yeah no not my kids I was with my nephew when he killed his second deer which was 173 inches yeah yeah and cool. i that was probably the Ooh, most yeah. exciting yeah probably the most exciting i've ever been yeah uh, it was his last year he could youth hunt yep and i was about to jump out of the tree because he couldn't see the deer coming to him <laughs> And this deer's like at 20 yards, about to bust us. And finally, all of a sudden, he sees it and just drops him. Yeah. Just shoots. I mean, the deer just, I was like, oh, where to go? And it just dropped like a sack of potatoes. Yeah. Kids, kids spoiled forever. Oh, Dude, that's, is. I mean, he I don't is. know if you can see behind Andy, all the way on that wall, there's a piece of cedar oh. with a yep. deer skull on it. Yeah. That, that's my son's first deer, who is 11 years old. 
uh, he killed that this last year with a with a crossbow because he's not big enough to right pull a regular bow out back yet. But that was his first deer, and it I mean it was just as much fun as mm-hmm. me killing a you know my possibly my biggest buck this year too. Yeah, I mean it's just uh, it's different when it's somebody you care about that's just getting into it. Absolutely. Compared to you know you've been working for it and yeah the two hundred ten inch deer is there but you know it's kind of like you were you're ready for it sharing that mm-hmm. passion and and seeing it start with that addiction or whatever you call it start with that other person is a special kind of yeah. drilling rush I it's, guess. A, it's a different type of rush too yeah yeah because you get to see them shaking in the tree afterwards like my son yeah i look at him and he's just like you know <laughs> and i'm like how you doing <laughs> you know and it's just you're a lot right. of fun yeah but dude, congratulations! Um, before we hop off, you got any, you know, anybody you want to thank? Anything you want to say uh, that you didn't get out? Not that I can think of. I mean, just everybody, you know. I got a, I got a really good, uh, really good family and group of core friends. It's understanding, and you know, they 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 support everything I do in the woods, and they're they're all about it. And you know, I know sometimes it can be frustrating when we might be at certain events or sometimes even holidays and I'm just chomping at the bit to get out and stand. But, um, yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta thank those people that have my back every day. That's um, awesome. Other, other than that, I'm just praying the Turkey start cooperating. Yeah. I saw you, I, I saw, was Nate got a bird? No, Andy, Andy did. Yeah. Andy did. Yeah. Andy did. Yeah. Yeah. I so, thought I was going to get one today, but I didn't, but he got it done on Friday or Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Saturday morning. Finally. Yep. What's not to sidetrack too far real quick, but what's with Missouri only allowing you to hunt till one? Uh, I have no idea where that came from. has to do with like allowing them to roost in peace and yeah. not basically keeping people from shooting them off the roost at night like yeah. when they go to roost. Which, honestly, now that we have it as a rule, it doesn't – well, now that it's been a rule since I've hunted, yeah. but it really actually doesn't bother me. No, it's you're used to it, yeah. Because you're used to it. It also frees up your evenings because you don't have the opportunity – to hunt you don't have so to decide morning you don't have night, to decide morning or, morning or, morning or, night. or night you're either going in the morning or you're not going right, right. You know? so right. it actually it really don't bother me now that it's just kind of our way but uh, i think we're the we're the only damn state i can remember that, that does i know that. of yeah. yeah i'm sure uh, there might be another one out and there. we can kill i don't know about you guys we can kill two birds you can kill one the first week and then after the first week if you can kill your second one or you can kill two two right so yeah you can kill two birds, just only one your first week. Yeah, and we don't do the season like you have the the different. You were talking about one, two, three, four. Yep. Ours just goes from April eighteenth to May twelfth, ninth, I think. May ninth, whatever it is. Uh, and there's just certain stipulations like you can't kill one on April eighteenth and then April nineteenth. Right. You've got a, a waiting period, I guess, but you can right. technically take two birds in in the state of Missouri right now. So, yeah, yeah. Hopefully uh, that gets better for you. But yeah, if it don't, you got a badass deer hanging on a wall, or maybe hey, it's absolutely. Not <laughs> yeah. And he's 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 around. He's over there around the corner. Maybe. Oh there man, go. my goodness. Yep. Memories That's, forever. I like man. that wall pedestal. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. So but is that one of no, the I'm just, full I'm range hanging it. systems or whatever? Yeah, it's one of those. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's pretty really cool. Nice. nice. Well, man, congratulations. Uh, 
you know, if we don't have anything else, we'll uh, we'll, we'll end this one. And congrats and um, good luck next year. Yeah, keep us updated. Yeah, for sure. No, nope, I just thank you, fellas, for letting a dummy like me come rant. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, man. man. Join the rest of us dummies. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you later. I just hope one day I have a chance at something like that. I just want to see one. Yeah, just yeah, just, I just want to see one while I'm out hunting. Yep. It's going to wreck my life because oh, then yeah. you're going to put all your cards and everything thrown at that one deer. Addicted for life. So maybe it's – Yeah, I would, maybe I would neglect my job. I would neglect my children. It'd be bad. <laughs> all of it. It'd be bad. So maybe it's a good thing that he didn't have any prior, you know, run-ins with mm-hmm. this deer because who knows what you would do. Oh, man. I would – Sleepless nights. Yeah. It'd be – that'd be terrible. But all no, great, all in the same thing, right. all in the same way. So eh, it was kind of terrible. I mean, it can be terrible if you let it. Like Nate would know, right? With the the biggest deer I would have ever killed this year, which is not a well. We know how bad deer. Nate is. To be fair, you deer. get ate up every year. Hell yeah, because it's deer hunting. So no, we know, I, we know how bad he gets every. year. There's no deer. They're all gone. Yeah, and he's like, I just can't figure them out or whatever. It's September seventeenth. <laughs> Calm <Yeah>. down. <laughs> That's never freaking happened like that. Two shots. Yep. There goes both my deer. They're both dead. <laughs> They're all that, dead. That did happen. All the deer are dead. Yeah. That all the deer happen. are dead. That did happen. Jeez. Yeah. You get worked up. Pretty bad. <laughs> pretty fierce. Hey. At least I. At least I. He's gonna spend. This see the dead deer within twenty feet. Of myself. No, 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 you don't. Dude, you were closer to your dead deer than I was to mine. I still found your deer. And I found yours. Tell you my mom found mine. No, no, we saw it at the same time. Yeah, she did see it first, I think. I was looking for blood. <laughs> yes, you were. And he was laying five feet in front of you, which was kind of like mine. We were getting there. You know what I like about Zach and his story? He talks about... You know, not really seeing blood and searching for him. Seems like he's staying pretty calm during that time. No, I'd have been. That is not how I was <laughs> with not a 210-inch deer. Yeah. He's not dead. I didn't kill him. He's not dead. Five inches or five feet later. This is not good blood. <laughs> <laughs> what? You shot him with a freaking 300 Weatherby. I mean, he's dead somewhere. I guarantee it. Uh, what an awesome story. Yeah, very cool, man. Congratulations on hell of a deer. Great story to go along with it. So it was great. You know, and I can only throw out so many scenarios for you for you to naturally work it in before we got to stop it, you know, just hit the stop button. He's going to ruin everything still. I know. No, I'm just talking about, I, I was talking about something else. What What are you talking about? Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Here, I, I have one. It's, it, you can You can go ahead and ruin it this way and still be okay. Hang on. Got a finder. I, I, I saved this one. Because you liked it? No, I saved it because it was terrible. Caden gave me another one the other day that was kind of funny. What did he say? I'm going to ruin it. I mess, I'm going to mess it up. Um, What's brown and stiff? Stick. A stick. <laughs> See? <laughs> Daddy got no dad jokes to get him. <laughs> Uh, I still think I said that. The wrong. real question was: Was Clint black? Was Barry white? Was George straight? Was Marvin gay? Sure does make Stevie wonder. <laughs> I've heard that one before. <laughs> okay, not I mean, bad. That was a yeah. piss poor effort, but hey, I'll give it to you. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, we it's just heard been, a story about a 210-inch deer, and this is the joke you brought. First off, it's not even a freaking joke. It's just a bunch of dumbass questions. I've, I've been too busy. Have you? I had, I had to go to the doctor the other day. said I was out of shape. So I've been trying to get back into shape. And she, is, is that working? Well, no. She told me what kind of, she asked me what kind of squats you're doing because it wasn't working. I said, well, diddly. <laughs> <laughs> diddly squats. So you get a bonus one. That was smooth. That was smooth. Was All right, good. boys. I think we ended on that one right there. Yeah. Super proud of you. Appreciate it. Later. See you.